0: You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. Welcome to Run With The Bulls. My name is Danny Kofke and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I'm joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen.
1: Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny. And hello to all of our listeners. So in addition to leaves changing and pumpkins appearing, now is also the time that many have open enrollment.
0: Yes, yes, and in addition it's um, you know, both Alabama and Georgia under Oh wait, no, never mind, never mind. Okay, that's just for a different different topic. Okay. That's right. So open enrollment is when you choose what employee benefits you would like for the following year so right now we're in 2023 so starting in january 1st 2024 the selections you make now that's when you know for the most part they'll take effect
1: that's right that's exactly right so a common benefit that many companies offer is health insurance but some offer other ones like disability insurance life insurance and even pet insurance <laughs>
0: yeah there's, there's a lot of different types of insurance and that's what we're going to uncover in this episode because this can be a very confusing time of year. And I do remember back to my days when I was a teacher, you know, we would have, this was open enrollment time in the fall. And some companies do it in the spring. I mean, there's different times, but a lot of companies do do it October, November, and it would never cease to fail. Like the deadline would be, let's just say like Friday, October 27th at three o'clock. I would have like 15 teachers in my room at two o'clock asking me all these questions. They knew that I (laughs) understood the finance. And I'm like, Where have you been the last month? Like this is stuff you need to do. So kind of before we jump in, just stay ahead of the game. Don't wait till the last second to sign up for your benefits or decline them. Just, you have time. So take the time to prepare.
1: Yes, absolutely. Because it can be complex to understand and, you know, what's high deductible, low deductible, yes. which one, which one do I choose to work for my family? How much does that impact my budget? Like it's, it's a ripple effect of things. I can totally understand why people would want to avoid yeah. it, but it's way easier to get ahead of the game i mean
0: i get confused so i don't know all the ins and outs but hopefully in this episode we're gonna you know unpack a little bit just yeah. so you have the basic understanding
1: i think that's perfect so on top of health insurance which we're going to get to here in just a bit another type of insurance that's typically offered is disability insurance so you can think of this as like paycheck insurance that's another way that we can talk about it if you became disabled and you were no longer able to work how would you pay your bills This is where disability insurance comes into play. So this type of insurance provides a source of income in the event that you can't physically work. Right. to make an income yourself.
0: Right, and, and we don't like to think about that, of course. We all no. think, you know, well, nothing's gonna happen to us, but it can. So that's why it's important to have that. this in, you know, a, as a protection for yourself. And I will say before we jump into it, um, some companies actually offer that as a perk. Uh, mm-hmm. They have, you know, they offer short-term, long-term disability, some don't. But usually, even the companies that you have to pay for it on your own, they kick in some, so it's not that expensive. So there are two main types of disability insurance policies short and long-term. So both of these policies have a set period of time that a person must be disabled before receiving disability benefits. This time period is called an elimination period. So if you become disabled, you must wait until this elimination period is over before you start receiving benefits or money. If you are able to return to work before this elimination period is over, you're not going to receive a benefit.
1: So like it sounds, a short-term disability insurance policy's elimination period is shorter compared to the long-term disability insurance policy. Some short-term disability insurance policies start paying if an individual is injured and misses just one day of work. So be sure that you know the terms of the policy.
0: Yeah. And see, so it's not so hard, short kicks in shorter, long, long. So we're making it easy for you. Um, (laughs) So as you can imagine, the premiums for short-term disability coverage are more expensive than ones for the longer terms since these types of policies begin paying out faster. If you have adequate savings built up, you can elect for long-term disability since you have a pool of reserves saved in the event that you became injured and could not work.
1: So then how would this policy work?
0: Yeah, glad you asked. So say my family has an emergency fund that we could use to pay for our expenses for over three months. So let's just say I became injured, couldn't get a paycheck for three months. We have pool of savings that would cover our expenses. So since this is the case, Tracy, my wife, has a long-term disability policy. This policy would go into effect after 90 days of her being unable to work due to injury. She would get paid 60% of her salary until she was eligible to receive social security benefits. Tracy has this coverage through her employer. And once again, the cost pays $13.90 every month for it. So not a lot.
1: Okay. So since you have the emergency fund in place, you could use that for the first 90 days if Tracy was no longer able to work. And then you would start collecting after that.
0: Bingo. And, And I mentioned Social Security also has disability, right? You hear people, if they get disabled, they can't work. They get disability, even if they're not of Social Security age. But- It can take, we know it's government, so it can take a while before that goes into effect. So if you are someone that, you know, let's just say uh, you haven't listened to our podcast before and you haven't anything saved, right? So you don't have any margin in place. Now, if you became injured and couldn't work, you need to pay your bills right now. And if you have no money saved to pay for those bills, you can't wait for the government to catch up and get those Social Security benefits. So that's why it's important to have that, in this case, short-term disability insurance so you could pay for your expenses.
1: Really, really good point. Okay, so if you have little or no savings, you should consider signing up for short-term disability so that you could start collecting on this policy sooner if you know, you became injured and couldn't work. Since short-term policies are more expensive, though, than long-term ones, you can change it to long-term coverage once you have the adequate savings in place. So it's not a forever permanent thing, but it's, you know, like insurance is intended to be. It's something that can have, you can have that protection yes. while you need it until you build up.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's what insurance is there, protection, right? Mm-hmm. It transfers the risk from us to someone else, offers us that protection. So I mentioned, you know, most of us feel, oh, nothing's ever going to happen to us bad. We'll be able to work forever. But did you know that more than one in four of today's 20-year-olds can expect to be out of work for at least one year due to a disabling condition? In addition, 5.6% of working Americans will experience a short-term disability, which is six months or less, due to illness, injury, and here's a big one, or pregnancy on average every year. And this is why disability insurance is a vital part of a sound financial plan.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, and I just want to touch on that pregnancy piece of it because that's not something that we think of as being a disability. However, you are disabled from working because you have had a child. Right. And your body is recovering and you are out of work for a period of time getting adjusted. So um, even if you maybe say, have a low risk job, and you're trying to really evaluate what's going to work best for you. But you know, you're going to be growing your family soon. If not for, you know, just that be sure that you put something in place so Mm -hmm. that you can protect yourself in that situation. Worst case. Correct. And
0: I will say we used it when Tracy was pregnant, when she had Ava, we had disability and we didn't have it for the baby, but we had it in place for a couple of years because that's one thing you can't, you know, if you get pregnant, you can't just go sign up for the disability insurance and be like, okay, something's going on here. You're trying to game the system. So we had it in place, but then Tracy ended up having a C-section. So out of work longer Mm -hmm. and we, um, cause she was unable to work. So yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Great points. Another common benefit offered during open enrollment is life insurance. So this can be a little touchy since most of us don't like to think about dying, but it is a reality.
0: I mean, right. We all know the saying. There are two guarantees in life, Georgia winning and paying – no, death and taxes. But not to sound morbid, but if you're listening to us right now, you will die one day. I hate to say it. I don't know what day it's going to die. Now, that would be scary. You, May 30th. You, June 20th. Yeah, we don't know that, but – if you're listening, one day you're gonna die. Okay. So if there are other people dependent on your salary to pay the bills and, you know, the costs of life, it is important to have life insurance, even if it is uncomfortable to think about.
1: Life insurance is protection against the loss of income if one dies, as Danny just pointed out. So many of us have financial obligations that will not disappear when we pass, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. For instance, if you were to die tomorrow, how would your spouse pay for the monthly expenses that will still be due? The last thing you want is your loved ones worrying about how they're going to pay for groceries and the mortgage after you're gone.
0: Right. I mean, like, if you pass away tomorrow, guess what? The mortgage company doesn't come say, oh, you know what? Ah, That 10 years you have left, yeah, we're going to write it off. Eh, Nah, it doesn't work that way. So life insurance will help your beneficiaries pay for these expenses. The person listed as the beneficiary will receive the amount of insurance that the policy states. For example... If you had a $500,000 life insurance policy and listed your spouse as your beneficiary, your spouse would receive this stated amount of $500,000 if you were to die
1: hmm So the goal of life insurance is to provide financial security to loved ones after you pass. That being the case, everyone has a different situation. For example, if you have young children, you need to have more life insurance compared to somebody who doesn't, right?
0: I mean, right. So I have two pre-adult daughters. They may need money to help pay for college and weddings. I have a life insurance policy in place that would enable Tracy to pay off her mortgage, not have to work until the girls became adults, and pay for the girls' college and wedding costs if I were to die.
1: Many financial experts recommend carrying a policy that is 10 times a person's yearly income. The assumption is that the beneficiary could invest this money and if he or she earned 10% a year, on it, replace this income. For example, if you make $50,000 a year and had a life insurance policy of $500,000, your beneficiary could invest this $500,000. If this investment earned 10% a year, let's just say as an example, Mm -hmm. your beneficiary could still get the same $50,000 a year.
0: Right. So basically you're replacing the income. Instead of someone working, you're earning that in hopefully investments or interest. Or once again, you just kind of pay off that debt so you have less bills to pay. Yeah. So many workplaces limit the amount of coverage you can purchase, so be sure to supplement your workplace life insurance policy if needed.
1: We just touched on two of the most common benefits offered during open enrollment. After the break, a look at the most common one. Like what you're hearing on Run With the Bulls? Want a little more? Visit MyMentoro.com and use organization code the Bulls to set up your free account today. Welcome back. The most common type of insurance offered during open enrollment is health insurance. Mm, Yeah.
0: And this is protection you cannot go without. If you do not have health insurance, you are leaving yourself exposed to a financial catastrophe. In fact, almost 67% of people who file bankruptcy do so because of medical bills. One emergency could lead to hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills.
1: Yes. And just to give you an example... Um earlier this year, you know, you remember when I stabbed myself by accident? Yes. Yeah, yes, classic yes. avocado so mistake. So you say,
0: so you say. About- <laughs> well, okay.
1: <laughs> you know, I wish it was a cooler story than stabbing myself with an avocado. I still can't believe I managed to do that. But it was one of those things where after it happened, I'm like, "No, no, no, it's fine. I'll just put a butterfly band-aid on it. It's not that big of a deal." A trip to the emergency room five stitches later, and still I think what it's been like five months and I'm still healing from it. Things can happen, accidents, and even though it's this tiny little blip on my hand, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And the build that came in the mill <laughs> was even an even yeah. bigger deal. <laughs> yeah. So yes. thankfully we have insurance in place because I would have never imagined that. Like obviously I didn't stab myself intentionally. Right. So, you know, stuff happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, 100%. There are, um, you know, a number of ways that a company can offer health insurance. Three of the most common types of health insurance are health maintenance organizations, or referred to as HMOs, preferred provider organizations, PPOs, and high deductible health plans, HDHPs.
1: HMOs have lower premiums, the monthly amount you pay, than PPOs, but require you to stay in network you're required to select a primary care physician. This physician oversees the patient's health, makes suggestions for the patient's care, and refers the patients to specialists if needed. The idea is your primary care physician coordinates your care.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's a very common one. And up next, we have PPOs. So remember, these uh, that's short for Preferred Provider Organization. So these types of plans do not require a patient to obtain a referral but encourage a patient to use in-network services and doctors. For instance, health insurance companies usually have a network of doctors they want a patient to use. The insurance company will pay the full or majority of the amount this service totals. Since this type of plan offers more options, the premiums are often higher compared to an HMO.
1: Another common type of health insurance plan offered by employers is a high deductible health plan. What sets these plans apart from others is their low premiums and high deductibles, hence the name. Mm-hmm. This means you won't have to pay as much each month for premiums, but will need to pay more of the health care costs out of pocket when the service arises.
0: Correct. So we mentioned premiums are the amount you pay each month for your health care coverage. So, you know, out of your paycheck, maybe it's $300 a month, whatever. So that's the premium. Some other components of health insurance plans include co-pays, deductibles, and out-of-pocket maximums.
1: A copay is a set dollar amount you will have to pay up front for certain services such as doctor visits or prescription drugs. The amount of the copay varies, but is usually $25 or less for a doctor's visit. So if you go to an in-network doctor, for example, because you're feeling sick, you may have to pay a copay at that time of the visit, right?
0: Yeah, correct. A deductible is the amount of money you will pay out of pocket for health care services covered under your insurance plan before the plan starts paying for these services. So when you purchase health insurance, you will usually pay a monthly amount. Remember, we call that the premium for this coverage, unless maybe you're fortunate enough to work for an employer that covers this entirely. In addition to this monthly amount, you usually have to pay some money for covered medical expenses, and then your insurance provider pays the rest.
1: For example, let's assume your deductible is $2,000 a year. You visit the doctor because you aren't feeling well. The total cost of this office visit is $500. The insurance company pays $250, which leaves you having to pay the other half $250. You now have $1,750 left to meet your deductible. Once this deductible is met, you usually do not have to pay anything for covered medical expenses for the remainder of the calendar year.
0: Mm -hmm. And then finally, the out-of-pocket maximum is like it sounds. The maximum amount you will pay each year for covered health care expenses. So after you meet this out-of-pocket maximum, the health insurance company pays 100% of allowed health care expenses. So this helps you avoid major financial problems that can be associated with high health care costs.
1: For instance, open-heart surgery can cost over $300,000. If you have to have this type of surgery, you can take comfort in knowing you will not have to pay this amount. Yes. In fact, for the 2023 plan year, the out-of-pocket maximum for an individual cannot exceed $9,100 or $18,200 for a family.
0: Right, and that kind of can give you some, just knowing, I mean, that is a good amount, 9000 for an individual, 18000 I mean, that is, a but gosh, if you didn't have insurance and it was $300,000, Yes. And that's why bankruptcy, a lot of people find Mm -hmm. themselves in that situation because they can't afford that. Mm -hmm. So people tend to review their benefits very quickly this time of year, right? It's like, oh, I got so much going on. But when looking at your health insurance options, it is important to look at all that is being offered and take all factors into consideration. In addition, more details can be found in the terms of a health insurance plan.
1: Okay. Okay. So that wasn't too bad huh no
0: no not too bad
1: (laughs) coming up next a look at some other types of benefits employers offer their employees
0: connect with us on social media search at mentoro group on facebook instagram twitter and linkedin welcome back it is something really really important and kind of going back to the beginning a lot of people tend to not really give much thought to this But it can be one of the most important decisions you make in your financial plan to have the the correct insurance coverage. So another common type of insurance that is sometimes offered is critical illness insurance. Mm
1: -hmm. Critical illness insurance can also be called catastrophic illness insurance. In the event of a huge health issue such as cancer or a stroke, this type of insurance can protect you from financial ruin. Even if you have good health insurance, one critical illness can have devastating consequences on not only your health, but also your finances. Right.
0: Um, So critical illness insurance provides coverage if you experience any of the following medical emergencies, a heart attack, stroke, organ transplant, cancer, or a coronary bypass.
1: Critical illness insurance can pay for costs not covered by traditional insurance. The money can also be used for non-medical costs related to this illness, including transportation and child care. In most instances, the insured person will receive a lump sum to cover these costs. Depending on the policy, the insured individual could be eligible to receive anywhere between a few thousand dollars up to a $100,000. As with other insurance policies, it is important to read through this carefully since there could be some restrictions.
0: And while most traditional health insurance policies will cover most expenses associated with the illness or surgery, an advantage of critical illness insurance is it can cover items that may not be covered by health insurance. So this can include some of the following. So to pay for daily living expenses, enabling the critically ill person to focus her time and energy on getting well instead of working to pay the bills. Transportation expenses, such as getting to and from treatment centers, retrofitting vehicles to carry scooters or wheelchairs, and installing lifts and homes for critically ill patients who can no longer navigate staircases. And for terminally ill patients or those simply in need of a restful place to recuperate, they can use the funds to take a vacation with family or friends. Mm
1: -hmm. And just to give a quick example of that, you know, I'm from a really small town, Mm -hmm. right? And we've had some individuals who have gotten really sick with cancer and some of the best places are obviously in larger cities. And so um, things like this can help with that transportation because obviously it's more expensive to get to and from wherever you are. And in a lot of cases, even flight is quicker, but obviously more expensive. So those are some real situations to to keep in Mm -hmm. mind. There are no exceptions to critical illness insurance coverage. Some types of cancer may not be covered, while chronic illnesses are also frequently exempted you may not be able to receive a payout if a disease comes back or if you suffer a second stroke or heart attack. Some coverage might end once the insured reaches a certain age. So like with any form of insurance, mm-hmm. like we always say, make sure to read the policy carefully. Yeah, not correct.
0: Another type of insurance that is commonly offered is accidental death and dismemberment insurance. So also known as AD&D. This is usually a rider in an insurance policy. So a rider is a provision to a policy that adds or amends the terms listed in a basic insurance policy. So an accidental death and dismemberment rider covers the accidental death or dismemberment of the insured individual. Dismemberment includes the loss of or loss or use of body parts or functions such as limbs, speech, eyesight, and hearing.
1: So for example, let's say you have this type of policy, got into an accident and lost the use of your limbs. You would receive a payment based on this policy's terms. If this accident caused you to pass, your beneficiaries would receive this amount uh, specified in the terms. Like with the previously discussed policies, it is extremely important I'm going to say this again to read the fine print <laughs> always since always. they can vary. I think
0: that's the key honestly with all these insurance policies that we've been discussing the fine print and it can and that's kind of why we covered it today. I know it wasn't fun, it wasn't exciting, but there's a lot that goes on with these policies. And it can be very confusing for a lot of people. You're in the middle of work. I mean, right now in the middle of fall, a lot of kids have activity, things going on. And it's like, I really, you know, I don't want to sit down and take the time to know the ins and out of this. So hopefully Mm -hmm. just, you know, we covered the, the high level of it, just so you have an idea that, you know, when it is that open enrollment time, you'll at least kind of know and say, which ones are really important that I do need.
1: Yeah, I mean life happens, right? There mm-hmm. we certainly don't plan for it to happen, but it's like we've talked about with you know having an emergency fund for, you know, if your AC goes out or if your lawnmower blows up, like with you, Danny. Mm-hmm. It's the same with just other things that happen in life and and for you to make sure you have those things in place. And obviously, we've only gone over just a few of the types of insurances, but uh, they're there for a reason. They're there to protect you. But because of that, and because there are so many different circumstances, there's obviously going to be fine print. There's obviously going to be restrictions because, um, you know, there's there's just a lot to consider there.
0: And the thing is, too, with this, a reason it's not fun is like, Because no one wants to use insurance. I mean, it sucks. If you get to the point where you have to use insurance, like something bad has happened usually, and it's like, oh, and that's why so many people, we don't want to talk about it, but- it can really save you financially and help you save money so you can do those fun things. Right.
1: Okay, well here's a here's a positive spin on insurance. Look at let's look at pregnancy. We talked about that with short-term disability, but even with health insurance, if you know that you're going to grow your family, take that into consideration when you pick the type of health insurance plan because you have all these things going on when you're bringing a little one home from the hospital, the last thing you want to get is a bill for a million dollars. Right. Because I know someone who has. <laughs> Because their child had to go to the NICU and you know, it there's mm-hmm. a lot that goes on. Right. And you know, you just don't want that stress. And if you have uh, insurance in place that can help to eliminate Right. I guess
0: think it. about the fun things that you can do with the money that you're saving by right. having
1: the insurance. There that's we it. Go. That's it.
0: That's it. Vacation. Just think of vacation. <laughs> so now it's time for something more positive that many employers are offering, financial wellness. In 2021, 27% of employers offered a comprehensive financial wellness program that went beyond the traditional 401k educational program. In addition, 84% of employers say offering financial wellness tools can help increase employee retention.
1: Mm -hmm. So if you're in search of a financial education plan, I think I know of a company that could be just right for you.
0: I may. We may. Yes.
1: Oh, I'm always... uh... With the shameless plugs, aren't
0: <laughs> that's I? it. That's
1: it. Visit us though uh, at mymentor.com and take a look at all we have to offer.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and I will say, you know, talk about this right now, financial wellness, and we kind of taken a different spin here on Mentor with financial wellness. With um, we kind of don't think financial wellness works. And what do you mean by that? For a lot of people, and maybe your company's one, and I don't want to throw them on the bus. I'm happy more and more are offering it. But for a lot, it's just like that checklist. Oh yeah, we're offering it. But basically you have access to maybe go online and do a little research, whatever. So please check us out. Um, you know, we offer a lot more than just a traditional financial wellness, right? We have money mentors that we're going to walk with you hand in hand. And you know, today we went over all the different components or not all, but a lot of the components of what you're going to you know, see in open enrollment with insurance. But I mean, so much more that, that we offer. So please, yeah, check us out, um, visit mymentor.com and get started. Or, you know, and better yet, if you have, you know, an idea for for a podcast show or, you know, you just want to learn more about us, feel free. Email us at podcast at mentorogroup.com and we can schedule a meeting with you and kind of let you know all of, uh, of what we are about and what we offer.
1: Perfect. All right. That does it for this episode, guys. Uh, please check us out on social media. We are in all your usual places. Danny, thank you for chatting and thank you all for listening. Catch us next time as we run with the Bulls.
0: Run with the Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.